Welcome to Kara's Cures, where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundland. So how can women manage hormones in the middle age, and why does it matter? Are they what's making us gain weight or maybe have brain fog? Naturopathic Dr. Artemis Morris is here to talk more about solutions to some of the most common complaints. Welcome, doctor. Thank you, Kara. It's a delight to be here. So when we talk about women, food, and hormones, it's no longer, especially in the middle age, it's no longer just calories in and calories out. There's this whole system that could be imbalanced that's causing us to experience some things we don't want, like gaining weight. Absolutely. And so that theory about it's just calories or exercise, so just eating less and exercising has actually been disproven in many ways, you know, through research on the microbiome. And in particular for women and men for that matter, uh, hormones are majorly affected by environmental toxins, our digestive health, and our stress. So there are three big categories we can talk about. Yeah, we have some full screens that I want to bring up uh, for those who might be watching this. I know those on our podcast audience will listen to it later. But number one, when we talk about toxins, um, you say there are endocrine disruptors. And the endocrine disruptors are what? What does that even mean? Let's talk about what an endocrine disruptor is. Yeah, so endocrine refers to your endocrine system, and that is your hormonal system. That's the glands, you know, like your ovaries, the testes, this is the thyroid gland, the pancreas, um, adrenal gland. So the endocrine system, it's the things that like substances, chemicals in our environment that affect how hormones are being processed. So they can mimic hormones, they can interfere with them. And there are some good sources of endocrine shifting foods called phytoestrogens. Um, But what we focus on a lot for metabolism and what's throwing off our hormones affecting fertility, menopause, is some of the things that are found in our food and environment that disrupt that hormone system, increase inflammation, increase our risk of chronic diseases like diabetes, and are also considered, many are considered obesogens. So what so would be an example? A, like, yeah. uh, like what are some of the common endocrine disruptors that we need to watch out for? So big ones are like plastics, so um, BPA, some of the um, toxins found in the can liners, the things, flame retardants on clothes. There are also endocrine disruptors found just in our soil and in our food. So it's really hard to get away from it because things like heavy metals, arsenic, and chicken feed. And then there are things that are just get seeped into our environment. Something like triclosan, um, which is uh, found in even some of those uh, body sprays or body washes, the antibacterial ones that have been shown Um, This particular ingredient was banned in many forms because it threw off the gut microbiome. But the obesogens are basically some endocrine disrupting chemicals that make it harder for us to lose weight and have a direct effect on how our fat cells are signaling hormones. Well, and I know there's been a lot of articles about some ones that people might be more familiar with, like high fructose corn syrup. I've heard that called an obesogen before, and that's in a lot of processed food. Yes. So there are definitely many things in our food and environment, but some of the things that may be affecting our hormones are things we can't necessarily see or notice. Like you might think that we're eating well, but it seeps in like even insecticides, herbicides. So this is where eating 
organic food at, at, you know, the best you can, avoiding processed food, really looking at your ingredients, not only for your food, but even supplements, medications that disrupt um, the hormone cycle, and then really flooding the system back with foods that are whole foods, and that can help shift that hormone balance, like some of those phytoestrogens. So a lot of people, that's the empowering part is that um, it seems like it's a really complicated thing. How do I know which hormones out of whack? But we can actually do some simple things and get back on track and really notice ourselves uh, digesting better. And let's talk about that with your digestive health. Uh, uh, Doctors like you talk about the microbiome and you say it definitely affects our metabolism, our brain fog. But what is the microbiome? The microbiome is basically the bacteria, viruses, fungi that live in and on us. And they constitute, uh, it's like the second brain, so to speak. It's like it's almost its own organ. They have just as much genetic material as we do our human cells. And they definitely affect our immune system, our metabolism. They uh, affect our risk of chronic disease as well. And so some of the endocrine-disrupting toxins, what they're doing is disrupting the gut microbes and that's affecting metabolism. So for, this is part of why calories in doesn't equal you know, calories out, because if your gut bacteria is off, you can eat the same amount of calories as someone else and you'll gain weight. So really addressing this second brain, this other organ is really key to also reduce chronic disease, but also helping hormones and metabolism too. So uh, how do we know if we're that person who our digestive health is you know, everything we're eating is making us gain weight. Is that just part of it? Like if you notice that you didn't used to gain weight so much, but now everything is making you gain weight, does that suggest that you need to do something with your digestive system? The digestive health is key to your immune system. It's key also to, um, it also interacts with your nervous system. So the brain um, uh, and gut connection. So the neurotransmitters, and it's key to all the interaction between all the systems, including the hormonal system and risk for diabetes. So one way that you can tell it's off is just by really starting with some self-awareness. It's really important just to know, oh, do I feel bloated after I eat? You know, does my energy dip? Am I having some stomach pains? And sometimes we don't realize how food makes us feel until we cut it out. And that's why on the eight-day Mediterranean detox program, we cut out the big inflammatory foods that can throw off the microbiome, things that might be laced with glyphosates um, and different herbicides and pesticides like gluten, corn, dairy, refined sugars. So sometimes you don't know until you cut out some of these foods and see how much better you feel too. But just noticing how your body feels is, is huge. And you have a new, I know this is ongoing with you, but uh, a detox is different than what people might see online. You do a, a, a medical detox and you do have some shakes and some special supplements. I've done it a few times. Um, you have one coming up. What date does this one start? We actually just started the winter one on Friday. So oh, okay. this one, it's ending next week, but, but we'll do it next season. Stay tuned for springtime. Yeah, you know, we'll be one. doing it again and we're going to be doing longer programs too. Um, but detox is really, it could be the missing link for a lot of people who are having hormonal dysregulation. And the good news is what I love about natural medicine is that what we do in terms of therapeutics will actually shift the trajectory of our health later on. We're not putting a Band-Aid on it. We're looking at the cause. We're saying, oh, these foods, these substances 
our gut, all these things we need to address, and then we can shift to a healthier lifestyle and reset our metabolism too. And maybe we can put our graphic back up just to show. So we've got some of these major points that um, the next thing we've talked about toxins, digestive health. Next is your stress response. And this is certainly a big one, especially during the pandemic. Uh, in our middle age, especially women might be taking care of kids and parents and all the financial issues that have been going on for folks. So if your cortisol is high, then that could in and of itself be making you gain or keep more fat on you, right? Yes. And so we talked about there's a two-way street between our brain and our gut. And so stress also will directly affect how your gut feels. You know, ulcerations are more common due to stress. You know, so our brain can affect how our system functions, our immune system. And in terms of um, looking at stress, and I love the segment we did together on adrenal fatigue. That would be a good one for people to watch if they wanted to understand it better. But our adrenal glands that sit on top of our kidneys are part of our endocrine system. They are hormone signalers. And cortisol is one of the hormones that when we're really stressed out, you know, we're feeling like the bear is running after us all the time. We're always in that survival mode, which we most people have been since the pandemic. Um, then you might be creating this hormone in high amounts that basically inhibits your metabolism, can lead to weight gain around the middle, can affect fatty liver disease, and actually contributes to premature aging of the brain. So that brain fog, the fatigue, all of this, and it initially goes up high, and then when we really keep going, we burn that candle at both ends, then we crash. So really important to notice when you're burning that candle too. Right, right. And, you know, you can get testing for this, right? That's something that um, I know I've gotten different blood tests when I've worked with you than I have with, say, when I go to my traditional MD, and I love him also. But there was a lot more things tested, including um, I did a cortisol test with my saliva. So if you're really worried about this, you can get some verification by doing some testing. Yes. And because we're talking about hormones and health, there are some very detailed and specific tests we can do um, in, uh, you know, as a naturopathic physician, integrative physicians will do a lot more detail. So there is a environmental toxicity panel that I might do, um, a detailed hormone panel, um, and looking at all the hormones, including cortisol, DHEA, some of these other hormones that can be off balance, pregnenolone, which is, um, happens before the uh, cortisol and DHEA. So we can definitely get a snapshot of what's going on as well if we needed to take a closer look and see, okay, which of these systems might be off. But it all comes down to, even if we don't do the testing, you if you just cut out a lot of the toxins in your food, in your environment, and do a, a gentle cleanse like the Mediterranean detox, you're going to be in a much better position um, for your metabolism, for your risk of chronic disease as well. Right. And I know something that you'll do is you'll give people a toxicity score ahead of time. So all these symptoms like, are you tired? Are you achy? Do you have bloating? I mean, all these things that you think are like maybe part of life can be signs of toxicity. And so you do that. And as soon as 10 days later, you're going to do it again. And, and people notice a big difference after even doing that cleanse, which is, you know, I think it's less than it's eight days, but you can notice a big difference quickly. Yes. What we're hearing, and, and I've been doing this 
you know, this, I've been practicing for 22 years. This particular um, program I've done with patients for over a decade and have had really good results. Now, everyone's different. So, you know, I would not be a good naturopathic physician or integrative physician unless I personalized as well. And so that's why we're medically guiding and we want to personalize. And part of that personalization is personal responsibility too. So, no, like, knowing how you feel, how does this food make you feel? How does this supplement make you feel? But we're seeing things like, you know, three pounds in eight days. Um, We're seeing, you know, getting rid of chronic digestive issues that have been going on for years. We're seeing decrease in anxiety. We're seeing an increase in fatigue just with eight days. But for most people, we're going to need to turn that into maintenance and lifestyle habits and maybe some fine tuning. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you go and you eat really well and then just go back to (laughs) whatever you were doing before. You're going to become toxic again. So, um, you know, you mentioned the detox and part of that is getting the good nutrients in. Um, There's a lot of talk about, uh, especially for women, um, doing, uh, you know, to to finally lose that weight, intermittent fasting or keto. Um, What's your take on, on, I know you do think we should have higher quality fats, uh, but what's your take on that being a way to balance hormones? So the right diet is the right one for the right person at the right time. So um, the ketogenic diets, intermittent fasting, more low carbohydrate diet. So we can actually turn the Mediterranean way of eating into any of those diets. So you, there's ways to do those healthfully and there's ways to do that um, very unhealthily that will affect your thyroid hormone and so and can be dangerous or toxic. So this is where individualizing, but a very simple way to do intermittent fasting is to get in touch with your body and eat when you're hungry only. So that is you naturally may find that you know, if you don't want to have a big breakfast and you want to just have like some fruit and uh, maybe some green tea or a shake or something, and that feels right for you, um, then that's okay. So there's different ways of doing it, but low carbohydrate, if you are someone who's feeling heavy and bloated, the low carbohydrate diets can be very effective. And you could do that with the Mediterranean diet and then incorporating some of those phytoestrogens that's going to be really helpful too. Right. And I don't, I don't know that most people know what a phytoestrogen is, but let's talk about some of the healthy detoxifying foods we could start putting in to see a difference. Right. So, you know, you really can't, um, it, you know, miss addressing the toxins when it comes to hormonal health because that could be the cause, the endocrine disruptors, obesogens, um, digestive health. But in addition to that, these endocrine disrupting um, substances may include some things that are good for your hormone system, like the phytoestrogen. So research has shown that things like soy products are actually beneficial for reducing risk of cancer, for helping with hormonal issues. Now you want to get it GM, non-GMO, not genetically modified, because we don't want to add any um, toxicity, but we've got those that kind of mimic the estrogens. And what, what that does is it binds weekly to certain types of estrogen receptors to reduce your toxic load. So it's going to take up the space of things that are not good. Edamame beans and flax seeds. There are studies showing that flax seeds, like even two tablespoons a day, reduce hot flashes. There was one study that showed it was just as effective as hormone replacement therapy um, in, in a small study. And then Brussels sprouts and broccoli 
which contains something called diendomethionine that helps get toxic, toxic estrogens out of your body. So it's also going to be cancer protective when you dress your hormones this way. Okay, so there's been so much controversy about soy, but you just said soy in tofu or maybe edamame beans, or, or what about soy milk? I mean, is, is soy good for us for detoxing and for protecting? I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely burst a lot of people's bubbles by saying this, and and you know I definitely want to bust this myth. Um, kind of like the olive oil myth has been busted. You can drink with it, you can fry with it, it's fine. I'm gonna bust the 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 uh, soy myth because. Soy products, the most um, healthy diet, one of the most healthiest was the Okinawan diet. And in that diet, people are eating soy products. So the quality of the food makes a big issue, get non-GMO. But soy products, uh, tempeh, especially fermented soy, is actually good for your gut. And if you have a hormone issue, it's going to take the place of those toxic estrogens. So when I have a patient working with fertility or menopause, where the estrogen levels are being challenged um, during that time, I always recommend flax seeds. And flax seeds have been also shown to be cancer protective. So, um, you know, it does not increase your risk of cancer to use soy. It's actually been shown to be protective, even in young women okay. early on. And that's a great way to sneak it in, even for our young kids. Or I have a teenage daughter. I've been uh, focusing on, I just got a big bag of fl- flax seeds. So, if you're like me and you're on the go and running around, it's easy to throw them in yogurt or throw them on top of a salad or throw them on anything, really. Exactly. Yeah, make it easy. And, and in pharmacology, there's something that says dose determines the poison. So I always say this when I'm teaching nutrition, but it's about finding what amount is right for you. So even in that Okinawan <laughs> diet, they weren't eating tons of soy every day. It wasn't like soy protein bars. I'm talking about real food, you know, yeah, yeah. real tempeh and real tofu and, and, and some wonderful edamame beans you might get at the restaurant. So try to make it whole food and balance it with everything else and you'll have the best results that way. If there was one thing you could tell people for the, for the love of goodness, please don't eat this. It's a huge hormone disruptor. What would be something that you would say, I know you have a young daughter, do not eat this. This is really not great for your hormones. You said it earlier, Kara, actually, high fructose corn syrup, you really want to look at, you know, those artificials, any kind of artificial sweeteners will disrupt the microbiome. And, you know, for hormones, it's like getting that piece. Um, Yeah, so any kind of high fructose corn syrup, um, any kind of fake sugars, uh, those are a major no, because I'm pretty easygoing. But when it comes to those, it's like, yeah, those are big no. Big no, no, because it, it does contribute to inflammation and toxicity. Okay. So if you're going to have sugar, make sure it's real, right? Yes. Have some honey. <laughs> have some honey. Okay. All right. And, you know, this is something I want to let people know that um, you can visit ArtemisWellnessCenter.com. I know you do a lot of work with people in Connecticut, but now you also do, uh, you know, it's very easy um, for you to order blood testing and for people to get some expert advice. You can work with people via telehealth. So um, I don't even have to drive to Milford. Other people in other states can call you. And if you want some of this testing done, you want someone to expertly guide you, this is what you do. Exactly. Yeah, we do telemedicine for, um, you know, across the country. So we're here to help. And I'm uh, so delighted to be on again. Thank you, Kara. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Artemis Morris. And again, ArtemisWellnessCenter.com. Uh, she mentioned another episode. If you want to look at more Kara's Cures on the cutting edge of wellness, you can look uh, back on the WFSB Streaming News app. We did one on adrenal fatigue and others. So thank you, Dr. Morris. 
Uh, you can keep watching the episodes right here on the WFSB Channel 3 News streaming app or listen on the Kara's Cures podcast. You can also follow me, I wish you would, on social media at Kara Sundlin. I also share these stories there. Have a great day. Be well.